All right, man to man podcast. Mike Mikowski, Dennis Lemire. This is a uh, this is a follow up episode from the last one. So we're gonna try to squeeze one in here under the wire right before Christmas. It's the week of Christmas that this will uh, this will launch. So you know, we we actually just talked about maybe doing like a how to survive Christmas episode instead of this. And there's a lot of good ones out there. John Eldridge on the Wild at Heart podcast just did one. Um, I know that Morgan has been doing a, a series the last couple of weeks where he's reading this story. That's, that's, a interesting, um, thing to listen to too. So, um, you know, on, on the become good soil podcast. So there's some good stuff out there. If you, you know, if you need that, I recommend reaching out and, and going to those two places and getting that we had talked about, uh, the last podcast that we released. So it was actually two weeks ago. Uh, was how do you know what you know, right? And we, or how do you know that you know, right? How do you know for sure some some certain things that came out of First John uh, five? And we basically challenge people to ask themselves these questions, right? Like, do, do you know? And and if if you know, how do you know? And we said we were going to yeah. do it too. We're going to ask ourselves these questions. We're going to write down the answers, and we're going to get back together. And we're going to talk about them. And I didn't do it. And, uh, I think that that's, you know, I, I mean, this, this podcast is about being real and having real conversations. And the reality is that, you know, I'm not perfect all the time. And sometimes I, uh, sometimes I, I'll say self-medicate, right. The same way that a lot of people do. And my self-medication is becoming extremely busy. And so, um, so I went through a, a hard thing a couple of weeks ago, um, in life and, and I just made myself really, really busy. And, you know, and I went on a trip down to Austin for work and I, you know, and I was in meetings almost all day, every day when I was down there. And then I came back and I went and worked a wrestling tournament. Like I literally flew in from Austin left from the airport and drove down to Rochester, Minnesota, an hour and a half or so, got in at midnight to get up the next morning at six o'clock to go work a wrestling tournament for two days and then drive back home um, and finally get some sleep. And, and it's, it's, you know, again, I, I'm just, I'll be, I'll be a little vulnerable here and, and, you know, and I just, that's how I self-medicate is I don't drink a bunch or, you know, or go do high adrenaline stuff. I just make myself really, really busy and, and try to uh, get out of the feels, I guess, for a little bit. And so I knew I actually was going to, like, I thought when we talked about doing this podcast yesterday, we said, okay, we're going to record tomorrow. I thought I got to get in and do this. I'm just going to like quick, (laughs) right? Like quick, go through this last night. And I thought, no, like that defeats the whole purpose of what we talked about, of really putting some time and effort into it. And so I have to own it and I have to come on here and I have to say, I didn't do it. I just, yeah. I just and didn't. Well, but, you know, I want to add something to that, to this too. He's also, you know, Dennis, y'all, he's, you know, if you didn't notice he's got a plugged up nose and he's not feeling good too. And, <laughs> and, but at the same time, everybody has a way of dealing with difficult situations. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, and the situation you went through was very, very, very difficult. And for you to self-medicate for a season, I think, is part of the process of healing. 
You know, it's not that you, you know, you busied yourself and that's what you do. And some guys go fishing, some guys ride their bikes, some guys go work out, some guys, whatever the case may be. So the fact that you took the time to what you call self-medicate, but I know for, for any man that I know, including myself, there are certain things that we do that just bring a sense of, I don't know what you even want to call it. It's almost like disconnect because you got it for a little while. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that whatsoever, as long as you don't self-medicate for the next year. <laughs> right, 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 right. You know, and right. you're you're busy, you're busy your life for the rest of your life. You know, that that's a little bit different. But so I'm just I I have to say to the guys out, you know, that are listening that I'm proud of him and of how you're handling what's going on in your life. And and it's just uh to me, it just reveals the character of the man that you are. So well, I appreciate that, but you did do your homework. So yes, <laughs> let's focus on that because why not? Uh, uh, all right. So, so there were some really good questions, right? I think the, the first one is, you know, God, uh, what is keeping me from knowing I have eternal life, right? What is, uh, you know, often in Christian circles, we refer to as being saved, right? Having salvation, Effectively, we are eternal beings, and what this refers to is, you know, do we have eternal life with God? Because I think every human being has eternal life. We are eternal beings, um, right. but some people choose to have that life in connection with God, and some people have yeah. that life separated from God. They they choose that, yeah, exactly. right? And so, yeah. Yeah. you know, so really the question here is, you know what? What is keeping me from knowing that I have made it made that connection to have eternal life in uh, relationship yeah. with God? Yeah, and that's based off of uh, verse thirteen of of First uh, Peter or whatever. Um, that, that's where that that's where we get that question. Or First John, I'm sorry, that's where we get that question. And so, you know, to be truthfully honest with you, what you know, what is God keeping me? How is God keep or what God? What is keeping me from knowing I have eternal life? And I. To be truthfully honest with you, I, I just know this. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I don't care if people want to tell me there's no heaven. I don't care if people come up to me and said, you know, I, I just, there's, there's really, it's one that I know that I know that I know that when I die, I have eternal life. I, I'm convinced. Um, and not because, um, I shouldn't say convinced. I, I'm just captured by God's word and I've been captured by his presence to the point of, I know that when I'm absent, from this world, I'm present with the Lord. I mean, so I I don't struggle with that. I don't um, I don't ever remember in my Christian life, even when I was young young at Christianity, I don't ever remember going, "Gosh, I don't think that's true." So I, I sorry, I don't have anything that I you know that keeps me from that. Mm -hmm. uh, but the second one is um, it says. Uh, it says, and are we confident that? Oh, I'm sorry, God. And it says, I. God, what is keeping me from knowing that you hear me mm -hmm. whenever we ask for anything that pleases you? And I do have an agreement on that one. I, When I thought about that, I'm like, okay, God, what's keeping me from knowing that I know that I know that you hear me whenever I ask? And to be truthfully honest with you, the thing that came up in my heart is unanswered prayers. Right. right. Prayers that just haven't gotten answered in my life. I mean, really, I've prayed for some things that didn't get answered and, and maybe later on got answered or maybe got answered in a different way. But I've also had prayers that I prayed that nothing has come from it. Right. right? And so, 
And so uh, the agreement that I came up with is when he's not listening or uh, he's not listening when he doesn't answer me. So I, I cooked, I hooked that when he doesn't answer me, it means he's not listening right. to me, but yet he is. And so that's the agreement that I had to break this agreement that he's not listened to me when he doesn't answer. No, he's always listening to me. So I literally had to say, I break that agreement that he's not listening to me. Right. That's a tough one, right? I mean, it, it's, it it's it feels a lot like it's applying human reasoning to god which is always dangerous because we don't know that god we don't know that that you can apply those human characteristics characteristics to god right i mean it's it's tough if if you and i are having a conversation and i ask you a question or you know i ask you for something hey can you can you hand me that pen right and and you just ignore me, <laughs> you know. I I think well, he's he's not listening to me, right? You you tuned out, or you're thinking about something else, or I'm not important, or you're angry at me, and so you're not doing it on purpose, right? And so mm-hmm. we tend to apply that human interaction to right. God, and yeah, I just I that that's a tough one because. Um, it's not, you know, it's not, maybe not the way God interacts with us necessarily all the time. And we have no. no idea what actually is going on. Right, right, exactly. I mean, you know, as well as I do, the thing that came up to me was you text somebody something and they don't text you back for like a day. Right. Just right. just not getting a return text, you know, like, you know, they're ignoring me. They're, you know, and that that applies to God. So often we, we feel like, like he's he he's not listening or he doesn't care or whatever. But for me, that you know, for you, that may be a different agreement. But for me, it's like the first thing that came to my heart is I have this agreement that when he doesn't answer, he's not listening. Sure. And so that's untrue. That's not scripture because the Bible says he hears us. He he's working on our behalf twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. He's working on our behalf. So he's he's always doing something for us, to us, and with us, right? Um, but yeah, so that was the agreement. So I took I I said out loud. I said I I. Uh, I come against that agreement that he's not listening to me and I cast it out to the judgment seat of Christ. And I agree that he hears me even when he doesn't answer me. Well, I mean, why do you think, you know, maybe just a quick, this might be a long conversation. So I don't know if we can go this. (laughs) I can already tell it's going to (laughs) be right. I mean, like, so, so I mean, why doesn't he just, just answer, right? I mean, even just, uh, I hear you is an answer that where you would go, Oh, Man, you know, it definitely feels like God heard that, even though, but is it the, again, like inside of us, we have an expectation, right? Like I I asked for this. And so if you hear no, (laughs) what does that do inside of you? Right. I mean, I don't know. It feels to me like the question that comes up is then, then why, like, why, why, if, you know, if like first John says, right, is since we know when he hears us, since we know he hears us when we make our requests, we also know that he will give us what we ask for. Um yeah. but sometimes he doesn't. So <laughs> why? I guess would be the you know the question that well I, here's what I think when it comes to hearing God. This, this is my personal conviction. Um when we don't hear God, it's not that he's not answering. 
Okay. I think it's more us not being able to hear what he has to say. And what I mean by that is there's so many other things clouding our minds. There's so many other things that we want, that self-life that we want. Sure. That I think I think when we're listening for him, we're not actually listening for him. We're actually listening to him to agree with something that we want. And so I, I, I believe God is always answering and always, and the answer may be no answer. Right. That may be the answer. Maybe he's taking you through a process of, of something that he wants you to, you know, start looking towards to get us to get you moving in the right direction so that you can receive the answer he's ready to give you, you know. So just because he may decide that he's not going to, and that's biblical. I mean, you see that happen a few different times in scripture, you know, where there were things going on in the heavenly that wasn't understood. And sure. that's why there was no answer. Right. But I believe, but, yeah. but I'm my own self, you know, God, what is keeping me from knowing that you hear me? When I make requests and that you'll give me what I asked for, um, <laughs> I put down the thing that's keeping me is lack of communication on his part. <laughs> I actually believe that. That's what, that's what's so cool about what this brought out of me. There was this inner belief that there's he's just not communicating to me enough. Sure. If he was, I would be, you know, I would know that he hears me if he's communicating more to me, right? And I'd also know that he'll give me what I asked for, right? And so mm -hmm. I put down lack of communication on his part, or at least there sometimes doesn't seem to be a response. And so the agreement that I came up with because of that was I'm not important enough to him. Wow. Yeah. That, that was the agreement that came to my heart that I really felt that I was unimportant. If I was right. important, he had talked to me more. If I was important, he would give me more of what I asked for. And holy crap, I had no idea that was an agreement that I had when it came to hearing him hearing me and, and me receiving what I asked for. So I had to I had to come against that agreement, you know. My my guess that, is that there's a lot of people that have that agreement in a lot of different areas. That I, I feel that one, you know, in reading it, yeah. I, I feel like that's a that feels like a big one, right? The it, it, you know, well, you didn't heal my mom of cancer, this cancer, so you must not have wanted her healed of cancer, right? It's not important enough for you. She isn't important enough to you to heal her of this cancer, right? Like, right. it seems like there's probably a lot of people that have felt that in their life and that oh, yeah. would have come to that agreement. Oh, yeah. And the thing that I've come to realize in my own life is that I got to be, we got to be more careful for what we're asking for. Uh, because there are so many things that I believe I have asked for that are actually going to be bad for me. Mm. That I thank God that he didn't give me. Uh, and uh, I think you have to also be careful. I think you have to be careful with that because I think you have to be careful assuming that the non-answer means that it was bad, that it would be bad for you. Right. I mean, oh, again, right. like, like you can't, you have to be real careful. Like these are, these subjects are those things where you could make an agreement with like that, even, you know, like uh, the, the agreement would sound something in terms of, uh, you know, since, since you didn't respond to me in this, then it must be bad for me. Well, yeah. And that, the only reason I'm saying that is that's a tough I've one, gone, but I've gone, on through the experience of wanting something and two months later going, oh, sure, praise for sure. God that he didn't do 
Yeah, I'm out of yeah. Now, right, assuming everyone, every time that happens isn't done too, but I just, that's what I'm saying. There are some times that I think we should invite Jesus into the asking process before we ask him what we want, you know, for right. something, you know. Jesus, what is it that, that's what I've been learning and you've been learning lately is Jesus, what is it that you want for me? I want the new car. Right. But what is it that you want for me? Um, yeah. And I've, I've, I've just found out in my own life in the past three to four years that I'm noticing that not only do I hear him more clearly, but I'm also more, I'm more success, success, success. What is that word? Susceptible. Susceptible, I'm more susceptible to not getting an answer right away, and I'm okay with that. Right. You know? so, right. But yeah, you're right. You can get this, this, this one, this one, that whole verse 15. You, we could do a whole sermon. We can do a whole te teaching on because so many people, and then not getting what I asked for at the, all the time. God doesn't care, you know. So those two are wrapped mm -hmm. together. I'm not important enough to Him, and He doesn't care enough to give me what I ask for. What the needs that I think He should be giving me. Right. And so I had to, I knew that, you know, that no God does care. Uh, look what he's already given me. I mean, Jiminy Christmas, his son, right. you know, so. Yeah. I mean, in this time of year, right? Like, again, we talk about surviving Christmas and the holidays. I mean, uh, you know, geez, you know, we got the, it's, there's a lot of people that where this is not a, joyous time of year, right? I mean, it's almost tough because you, you want it to be, <laughs> I think we all want it to yeah. be. We all want to remember back to, you know, when we were kids and, and, and I mean, if I, some of us had this experience, right. And and some people maybe even didn't, I didn't my whole life, you know, you want to, you want to have that movie experience when you wake up, when you're a kid and you run downstairs and there's all these gifts and, you know, and it smells like hot chocolate and, you know, and I mean, I guess, again, I, now that I'm saying all this, I'm like, well, I never had that. So I don't know who, who did, but, you know, <laughs> but there's somebody who did, right. Because it's in the movies all the time. So, you know, you want to have that and you want to, you want to believe that that's the, the thing in the holiday season that, that we should be, um, and, and I see it, I see people, you know, why can't we be more like them? Right. Like look at this yeah. family in their matching outfits and having pictures taken on Santa's lap, right? Like, why can't we be like them? Well, you know, you can get that way with God too. Hey God, you know, why can't, why won't you bless me? Like you do these other people, you know, why do you listen to him? Why do you listen to Mike? And you seem like you're answering his prayers, you know, or you're speaking to him, but you're not speaking to me. That's, you know, the, again, putting those, putting those, those, uh, uh, it really is putting restrictions on God working in your life because you, you have to figure out how God is working in your life, not worry exactly. about how he's working in other people's lives. Exactly. Right. Right. Exactly. And that, and that thing that I'm learning more than ever before is, once again, I'm going to say it a hundred times is the invita invitation to, to Jesus to be in the process that I'm in right now or, or for the answer. It's amazing to me how many times in the last two to three years when I've done that and I quieted myself, I paused like John Eldridge always talks about and Morgan always talks about and Pablo always talks about. I paused and listened how often I've been able to hear his voice just by taking that pause. And it's usually for me because he knows me. It's a simple answer. It's a simple answer. Like I was asking about 
what I should get my wife for Christmas this year. And uh, I was sitting here going through the process of, man, she's been working so hard and I've been so appreciative of all that kind of stuff. And so what careful is going to come out before sh- Christmas. So <laughs> yeah. What can I do to show her that? Yeah. Oh yeah. I know what it's going to do to show her that. And so I was, I was like starting, I started to think down this road and also my mind started to go, well, you know this and well, you know that, and well, maybe this, and well, that, and also I stopped and I went, wait a minute, Jesus, what do you say? What do you want to say to me right now about this decision? And I'm not kidding you, Danny. I immediately heard, go for it. That's cool. Just, just go for it. And of course I could have went, was that me? Right. Was that the, you know, the mic, but now because I've been pausing and doing that so more often, I'm able to hear who the difference between him and me are now. Um, and, and not every time, but a lot of times I just think we try to make so many decisions and without inviting him into the decision-making. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's, what's been helping. It's just been helping. So I, I went, okay, God, that's you. And I'm going to, do this for my wife. So, um, so I, I, I think it, for Which me, again, anyways, going back been... to the, going back to the other ones, your, that, I mean, that's an answer, right? So you're, you're getting yeah. that at the same time, we have to go back to other conversations that we've had where that doesn't mean anything like that. doesn't, no. I shouldn't say that it doesn't mean anything. It does means a lot. It doesn't mean that, <clears throat> The result is going to be what you think it's going to be, because then it goes to the other agreement like that I struggle with is I heard from God. I believe that this is what God wants. So I act in it and I expect that because of those things, it is then going to have a result that is positive and healthy and all this stuff. It might not. It might not. You might hear from God. You might walk forward in this and Carrie might. Be like this. This sucks. Like I don't like this. And you have to <laughs> exactly. go. Crap. Now. Now what? Right. Like I. I. I believe God that you're here doing something right. in this. Right. But it clearly right. didn't land the way I wanted it to. So now what do I do? Yeah. And if it sucks, that doesn't mean he didn't give you that answer. Right. Right. Which that's the tough one that we got to. That's the one we got to figure out. He may give us an answer. We and especially when it involves other people. And we do it, it may not have the response you're looking for every time. You know, for example, I even asked, I went and visited my son Tyler last week. And I even asked, you know, I was driving there. It's an hour and a half, hour and a few minutes. We meet each other. And and I was like, okay, Jesus, I invite you into this time with Tyler. What do you want me, you know, is there anything you want me to say, anything you want me to do? And I got nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like, I was, you know, uh, I didn't get really much of anything. So I get out of the car. I walk into the restaurant. I got there before him. And I, I sat down. And all of a sudden, I, I looked up at the this lady or this person that was over there. And she had this huge, joyful smile on her face. And all of a sudden, I felt bring joy to the conversation. Mm. You know? Now, that mm-hmm. was an odd. If 45 minutes later, right, when right. I wasn't even necessarily asking him. So this is what I'm saying. I think he's always trying to speak to us, but for some odd reason, God orchestrated that person to show me, you know, what he is going to answer in my heart. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I did when we were talking. You know, I just me and him just had a we had a, we had a lot of laughs, a lot of fun, you know. So, anyways, so that's that's good stuff. And I I think that it um I think that there's so much uh 
that's going on. I'm trying to pull up a Bible verse here real quick, right? So I think about the the story in Daniel, right? Daniel chapter 10 that, you know, Daniel's praying and and he doesn't get an answer and and you know, 21 days go by, right? And and this angel shows up and he's like basically like, dude, sorry. You know, like, hey, as soon as you prayed, God sent the answer, right? Like God answered. But yep. it, you know, it's Daniel 10. It says, uh, you know, God heard your prayers ever since the first day you decided to humble yourself in order to gain understanding. I have come to answer your prayer. The prince of the kingdom of Persia opposed me for 21 days. So it was like took 21 what? days, but it was this, this answer was given the day that Daniel prayed the prayer. And then all of this other stuff happens and go, you know, read, read the story in, in Daniel chapter 10. It's, it's a, it's a really amazing story that, you know, that, but it, the point is the, we have no idea what's going on. You know, God was clearly answering you there and it, maybe it took 45 minutes for him to answer, or maybe he was trying to answer four or five other times and it just didn't get there. And so he kept at it until finally, you know, you get your answer 45 minutes later. I mean, we don't know. We don't know. Yeah. Right. Right. And you know, it's crazy. And then you look at the opposite Mm -hmm. of that scripture that you brought up was Saul. Right. And remember Saul went and built the built the fire and made a sacrifice before Samuel came to him, right? Mm-hmm. He didn't have the patience at all, and that just wrecked the rest of his life. <laughs> Basically, I mean, you know, so there is the opposite of what you just said, where it, where he didn't hear from God right away, so he figured, well, I mean, instead of waiting for Samuel, which when he, which he instructed him to do was wait for him, right? right. Mm-hmm. No, I'm going to do this myself and and you know create my own answer. And obviously, when you think of Abraham, you think of Abraham, you know, and Sarah, same Mm -hmm. thing, you know, got impatient. So he decided to do the deed. And it's it's, again, it's interpreting God's silence as an answer. Right. right? It's they felt like I'm sure some of these I don't I don't want to tell people what Saul or Abraham felt like, but I'm sure some of these same agreements they came into. Right. That. God's silence is my answer. I have to take this into my own hands and I have to do this because God's not speaking to me in this. He's not doing what he said he was going to do in the case of Abraham, right? Sarah's not getting pregnant. I'm getting old. I'm, you know, if I don't hurry up and do this, it's not going to happen. And so you're interpreting God's silence as your answer. And that can be dangerous too. As we right, saw. and, and where, that's where we have to pause and go. Wait a minute, where am I taking this? Or am I saying, okay, God, I'm going to keep listening, right? And uh, I and think so, the other yeah. thing that you can keep into mind too in those instances is that the answer is never to disobey God. <laughs> right? It's just, it's just not. If God says, <laughs> "I'm going to make you the father of many nations." And and you go, well, but it's taken a really long time, so I'm going to do it myself. It's never the right answer, right? Wait till Samuel gets there to to make the sacrifice. Well, Samuel's taking forever to get here. I'm going to do I'm going to disobey God and I'm going to do it myself. If you are coming into opposition with God's word, then 
it's not the answer. It, it, it's, uh, I'm so, I hate this, you know, people hate absolutes, <laughs> um, but it's just, it's just a fact. It sucks right. sometimes, but it's a fact. Well, that then you're claiming to be got out of your own life, but you're right. taking it into your own hands. And that's where you got to be careful. I mean, that's where, because the enemy would love to give you what you want all the time. And make you think that, it, you know, but, but did God really say, I mean, that is right. the, that's what I'm saying. yeah, right. Exactly. Oh, yeah. He would love to give you your every desire. He would love to give you every self-life want. Oh, right. yeah. He he would love to give you that brand new $60,000 car when he knows you're going to lose a job in two months, you know? Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, he's you know, and that's where we got to be careful because that's where that, that self-life that John talks about also, that reality of, you know, well, this is going to help me. Yeah, you, you're right. It is. But God's bigger than just you. Mm-hmm. And so. At what expense, too, sometimes, yeah. And then the yes, last exactly. one. Uh, God, what well, is keeping we, we know me? God, oh. oh no, okay. we, we're on eight. We know that God's we we know that God's children do not make practice of sinning, for God's son holds them securely, and the evil one cannot touch them. Uh, God, yeah, what is keeping me from knowing that we, as your child, do not make practice of sinning? That Jesus holds me securely, and the evil one cannot touch me. I put I put I have no problem with. I know that a, I know that a child of God does not make sinning a practice. Right. I think it's key that it says that because obviously we all we still struggle in areas and seasons of our life. Um, but I do not make it. I do not. I do not make. I do my best to not make it a practice. I'm, there's areas that I struggle with. Yes. But I don't. I I definitely work on not making it a practice. And uh, the agreement I, I have sometimes is I'm just too tired to fight sometimes. Mm-hmm. I just don't have I just don't have the strength, and so I'll come into that agreement, and that's the agreement that I got to not come into. I got an agreement that He is my strength in these times, and that He'll never let temptation over over you know overcome me if I just stay focused on Him. And then I do feel held securely by Jesus, but when I don't, it's usually because I have strayed away from Him in the process. Right? I I do I know that Jesus is my Savior, and I know that He holds me, and I know that. I know that I'm in his hands. When I don't really believe it, it's when I when I've when I've literally done what we've talked about. I've kind of decided to go my own way. And then all of a sudden I realize, oh my gosh, I distanced myself from right. him. <laughs> and I, I couldn't come up with an agreement on that one. I, I just don't think that was there's anything I'm agreeing with. It's just something I've learned in my own life that when I feel that way. I know that I've made and I've made I've altered my directions in some way, shape, or form, and I all of a sudden realize, crap, uh, I'm 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 a mile away from Jesus right now, and I got to get back right. to him. Right. Um, so I do feel, uh, and then this is a big struggle when it comes to the evil one cannot touch me. This is a big struggle for me. The evil one cannot touch me. I have a struggle with this because. He's touched me and I feel powerless at the time. There's mm-hmm. there's been a lot of things that a lot of attacks that the enemy's had on me and my family, and I've everybody's had the attacks. And I guess for me, when those attacks happen, I feel powerless. Mm-hmm. I just I just feel like there's nothing I can do. Uh and that's when I also know it's the enemy. Right. Uh, when my when my daughter had open heart surgery and when my son had brain surgery, my wife's rheumatoid arthritis, some different situations in our life, 
I bring myself to a feel, I feel like I'm powerless and I feel like he's winning. Mm -hmm. And so what comes with that is the agreement that I'm a failure and I have no power and I did something wrong. That's the agreement that I get into. And so I've had to come against that agreement for that. That was, that was a tough one for me when it came out because I didn't expect it, but. That is a tough one. And again, I feel like one that a, a lot of people you probably don't you probably don't connect those feelings i'm a failure i have no power you know i, I it almost feels like i'll say the church right the small c um almost in his historically it almost perpetuates that like you did something wrong right john often brings up this idea of you know uh you're we're we're taught that we're sinners saved by grace, right? Like we're all just, we're all just sinners. No, you're not. You were not born into sin. You were born into a world intent of no sin. Then you were born. Yeah. Where they make that mistake is the Bible says we were born into sin. Right. But we were not born a sinner. That's there's a difference, right? I was born into a sinful world, which right. causes right. me to sin. I wasn't born a sinful person. Right, right. So, we were yeah, created to be yeah. different than what we are, exactly. than, than what most of us live in. So the, the the agreement is almost like you have no choice but to fail because this is how yeah. you were created. And right, and that's not that. And yeah. That's not it. And that's the agreement that I would come to whenever I felt powerless. I began to go introspective saying, I must be a loser. I must be the one right. going wrong. And that's where I can't go when I feel powerless. I need to, when I feel powerless, I got to remind myself of the scripture says, when I am weak, then he is strong. That I am more than a conqueror in this situation. So. And so then, let's, uh, 19- I know you got to, you got to wrap up. So let's, let's go. Um, let's go to the last one. To 20. This is a good one, and I want to I want to give it some extra time. Okay. So uh God, what is keeping me? Go ahead. No, go ahead. Sorry, God, what is keeping me from knowing that Jesus has come and he has given me understanding so that I can come to know the true God? Yeah. And that I truly that's another one I just know. I, I don't I don't question that at all. Um, I know that Jesus has come and he has given me understanding so that I can know the true God. I mean, I, I, I don't, I know exactly where I'd be without Jesus and my understanding of God. And I know exactly where I am because of Jesus and knowing God. And I know exactly what my future holds because I need to you know, because I need, I have Jesus and I get to, to get to know God even more. So that I just know, I know that I know that that's true. So. I, I, I feel like this one is one of those ones where, where people, who who maybe are not Christians would would question you on this one, right? So, yeah. but but how do you know that, right? How how do you know that that Jesus was this real person? And 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 I would I would say, up until recently, I kind of had the same mentality that you did. Just like I just I just know, like I know based on my personal experiences. Like I just I I feel that I understand that and I know that. But what I've been going through in the last, you know, six months or, or year or so now, nah, probably about six, six to eight months has been this, uh, <coughs> this experience of, 
really digging into um, more than just that, more than just the feeling of it. But what is the historical? I mean, the, the Blaine Eldridge, uh, the book that he wrote, um, you know, that, that I've been reading, it, it is it, it's astonishing the amount of research and the amount of time that this guy put into writing this book. And it, it caused me to, to go, holy crap, I don't know a lot of this stuff. I just accept that it's true, but I've never really, really looked into the, the historical, the archaeological, the, you know, the, the, the arguments that are out there that, that say, Hey, this is really a thing. Right. And I, um, I, th- I don't remember who said it, but, but somebody said, uh, you know, people that say, well, Jesus was just a really good guy, right? Like he, yeah, he lived. We believe that Jesus lived, but he was just a really good guy. Like, like a lot of people like, like Gandhi and, um, you know, mm-hmm. Martin Luther King Jr. And, you know, and all these people, like, they're just really good guys that, you know, you can learn a lot from them. But the fact is, if you read what Jesus said, then either he was the son of God or he was a raving lunatic. Right. There is no way to read what he says and go, well, no, I just think he was just a really good guy. <laughs> because what he says is I'm the son of God. <laughs> right. I've come to right. set you free. I've right. come to show you a new way of living. Follow me. And, and I'm going to take you into a new way of living. And so you have to, you have to draw a line on one side or the other. And I think that if, if you really take a look at the arguments of historically and, um, you know, and, 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 and physically, like what are the, what are the arguments that say that Jesus was a real person, that he really lived, that he really died and that he really rose from death and was resurrected, like the, the arguments are there and you, and you can go and you can find them and, and they are, um, they're very convincing. I'll put it that way. And so uh, it's probably yeah. a, a whole other subject we can go off on. Well, and for me though, uh, for me, he was the convincing factor. The right. transformation that happened to my life after I asked Jesus Christ into my heart and believed it, it's undeniable to me. Sure. I, I was not the same guy. I like stopped swearing and didn't even realize I did it. I stopped swearing. Mm-hmm. Right after I asked Jesus in my heart, I, I came to realize three months later that I just didn't even swear anymore. I mean, I mean the, my thinking was literally changed. Mm-hmm. It was, I just, I thought the same, but I knew the difference between right and wrong, if that makes sense, uh, yep. where I didn't know it before. So for me, I was convinced by the moment he entered my life, I was convinced that this is real. Sure. Now, have I doubted him at time? Of course. Have I, have I've had, if I questioned it at time, of course. Uh, but, but just how I became a different person, literally a different person. It was just, it was real to me. It was, it was just, it was just like, okay, I, I don't care all history. I don't care his, how, what history says. I know what he did. Sure. <laughs> and so, you know, for those of you out there that maybe not, you know, maybe are like me also in that manner, you know, you know, and you've never experienced Christ. Well, trust me, when you truly believe that he died and rose from the dead, and you truly believe that when you ask him in your heart, he's there, you won't be the same person. You, you won't, you know, 
Um, yeah, that's just the beginning of the conversation you're going to have with Jesus. But yeah, so for me anyways, it was, I just was not the same anymore. And sure. I knew it. So. Good. All right, man. Well, get off on your next adventure. Say hi to Tyler for me. And uh, we'll be back <laughs> after Christmas. Yes, we will. We'll be back after Christmas. So everybody out there, have a great Christmas. Uh, Denny, I pray for healing over that stuffy nose and whatever the heck that is in Jesus' name. So. All right, man. Appreciate you. Uh, appreciate you.